One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show where we use the musical history of our guests to turn them into their own best storytellers. I'm Richard Chinqui. My guest this episode is Tom Eberhardt, Tommy to me. He's a colonel with the Lee County Sheriff's Department and has been serving there for 25 years. He lives here in Fort Myers, Florida with his wife, Lori. They have two daughters, Ryan and Taylor, and two grandkids. He loves his grandkids. I've known Tommy for about 15 years, and it's fair to say he's forgotten more about playing guitar than I'll ever learn. And I've been playing for more than half my life. We shared a stage at Next Level Church for years, and honestly, if I list the people I know that I would consider into music, Tommy would be right there at the top. So I figured this show would be right up his alley. Hey, Tommy, thanks for being here. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, So just the other week... You knocked a bucket list level concert off your to-do list. <laughs> Who did you go to see? Oh, my goodness. It's been on my list for so long. The Foo Fighters, one of my favorite bands. How long have you been a fan of the Foo Fighters? I've been a fan of the Foo Fighters for over 10 years probably. Yeah. Yes. So um, is that uh, part of kind of as a guitarist, like a big Dave Grohl? Yeah. Guitar, you know, I, I respect Dave Grohl just – for uh, you know his history with Nirvana as the mm-hmm. drummer, um, but just as a as a band, just yeah. the guitar and the arrangements, and just a, it's one of my favorite bands to play guitar to. So I've, I've always made it a point to try to learn every Foo Fighters song on the guitar, which I like to <laughs> crank up at home as much as possible. <laughs> uh, does Lori like the Foo Fighters? Well, uh, she loves the Foo Fighters actually. Okay, good. I, was, I thought you were going to ask that me does she out. love the loud music in the house, which well, she doesn't. Do, uh, but she loves the Foo Fighters. Does yeah, she, she love the loud music if it's the Foo Fighters? Um, if she's not in the room, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so it it works out well. Then you guys went up, had a good good time at the show. We did. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you remember your very first live concert? I sure do. What was um, my very first live concert? I was fourteen years old. Fort Myers Civic Center, Lee County Civic Center. That's when uh, before Jermaine Arena was around. Yeah. That was where all the, the acts were. Um, it was the Women and Children's First Van Halen tour. Aha! Uh-huh. That was the very first concert I went to. So and that is, that's uh, David Lee Roth still, right? That was David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember? Do you remember the set? Do you remember like, oh, or at boy. least some of the big? I, I well, back at that time, Women Children First was the third album. So uh-huh. of course, Running with the Devil, mm-hmm. Eruption, which is one you always want to see. <laughs> if you're a guitarist, Eruption is a very important song. They can do any, you know, nothing else as long as he does Eruption. Um, uh, you really got me. Um, uh, yeah, just. Just classic stuff. Cool. That's a good. That's your first concert, Van Very Halen. First. Mm-hmm. That a little spoiled, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, what's the furthest that you ever traveled to go see a band? You never followed a band like around America. On no, like a, like a Deadhead or something yeah, yeah. like that. No, I've never been. Um, I've always tried to wait until they're within driving distance. I think the farthest I went to see a band was maybe Jacksonville at one time. Do you know who that was? Um, I don't recall who that was. That was back in the that was back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and I, I don't recall because at that time Civic Center we, we, there were some big acts that actually came there. We, uh, Sticks was there back in the eighties in their heyday, and um, and if the, if we didn't have them here, Tampa and Miami always would uh, would grab those big acts. So sure. um, that was that was the main place we would go is Miami, Tampa, or if they weren't here in town. Okay, um, 
so uh, speaking of kind of live bands, um, you are in our show's small club of people who have listened all the way through the 18-minute fish song on Lydia Black's episode. <laughs> I think it's episode uh, two of the show. Um, are you a big fan of jam bands like Freeform, uh, somewhere between jazz and rock? Like, Let's just say I was intrigued. Um, <laughs> at first, I was wondering, what am I listening to? Mm-hmm. Um, to say I'm a fan, I, I probably cannot put that in my – in my vocabulary that I'm a fan of, of that type of music. But it, it was interesting to hear. Okay. Um, were you, are you a big Dave Matthews? Oh, Dave Matthews, yeah. You know, I, I've never bought a Dave Matthews album, mm-hmm. but um, I, I just love his music. I love the, the musicianship of his band. I think it yeah. was top-notch. Vic, or um, uh, Victor Wooten. Oh, Victor Wooten, wow. Astronomical guy. And of course, as musicians like yourself, you always yeah. look for those virtuosos in whatever instruments they play. Yeah. The drums, you know, Neil Peart's of Rush, which of course is right up there. Yeah. Victor Wooten for bass, and of course, you know, guitar, Eddie yeah. Van Halen. It's like, it's like a freak of nature musically, just oh, and, and, impossible. And you know, and, and I think you know this too, that I, I think God gives you a gift that you're, you're a prodigy for some of these people that play like that. You, you, you can't learn the way some of these people play. Guitar, yeah. bass, drums. I think that's a God-given gift. I think that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, there's 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 practice and yeah. there's talent. I mean, I, I could probably play in my I play guitar ten hours a day every day of the week for ten years and never be able to play like at Eddie Van Halen or something like that. And I don't expect to. Is it fair to say that you land pretty solidly in the rock genre, uh, at least nowadays? Oh. Like what? You're oh yeah. yeah, I've always been in that rock, uh, the rock genre, alternative uh, rock, that type of. What kind of music did you hear growing up? Well, if you want to transport myself back yeah. as a little kid, yeah, yeah. Um, my my mom and dad were musicians. My dad was a astronomical saxophone player. Hmm. He played actually in a jazz band on a local TV show in Bermuda. That's where I was born, and I lived there for the first three years of my life. My dad was in the Navy, so I traveled around oh, okay. a lot. You're a Navy kid. I am a Navy okay. brat. Um, so uh, jazz jazz was a big influence um, in my early. Life as a little kid that was always played around the house. So your your jazz lounge, you know, your Nat King Cole's, your Andy Williams, um, Herb Albert and Tijuana Brass, um, Buddy Rich and his band. Uh, some of those classic big band sounds was were, were pretty big in the house when I was growing up. Okay, and um, you said they were both musicians. What what did your mom? My mom played the piano. She played the piano. Mm-hmm. So house full of music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did did they take to rock as much as you? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so um, the story of of my early childhood. There's there's a, I have an older brother and sister, and there's mm-hmm. nine years difference between my brother and myself. Um, and they grew up in the seven or sixties, mm-hmm. uh, late sixties. And um, let's just say during that time, my brother, you know, he, and he'll tell you, I'm not. He got caught up in you know some pretty bad stuff. And my my dad, being a cop, um, when he uh, left the navy. Um, we lived in a small town, and um, he was he was problems. He ran away from home when he was fourteen. Never came back. Um, and I get I think my mom and dad, being that I was the one left as a you know six year old, didn't want that to happen to me. So I was very sheltered. Sure. Um, my mom went to a Pentecostal church, um, so any music that I listened to, she would have to listen to the words first um, before I would I would hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or be able to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what I was able to hear, not a whole lot of rock. It was mainly a lot of Christian music back then, and it was you know, the old-style Christian hymns and mm-hmm. so forth. So um, 
how how did was it when you left home or did did they kind no, of like as you they, got older I think as I just got older um my mom actually let me join this is oh wow I'm not even sure if you remember this there, there, there was a thing called the Columbia House Record yeah. Club yeah yeah you got a, you got tapes you, and records yeah every you pay a penny X, yeah. you, you get 12 and then you have to buy six at regular price over yeah. the next three years so my mom actually let me join that club and it was pretty exciting. And I remember I got Steve Miller, um, Fly Like an Eagle album and one of the Chicago albums back in the, <laughs> the yeah. 70s. Really good stuff. And so I, I think it started, even though my mom would kind of listen to the music that I was listening to, but she kind of opened up a little bit and let me sure. do whatever. Um, you know, I, I wasn't into you know the acid rock and you know things like right. that that uh, were kind of um, controversial uh, back then. Too far, a bridge too far for them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, um, I want to hear your first song. What mm-hmm. what did you bring for the first song? Well, for my, for my first song, I said I, I, the jazz and that lounge jazzy type of music was very prominent in my house yeah. back when I was a little kid. So um, uh, I, first song is uh, Andy Williams, um, Moon River. Um, just, it's just one of those songs that I just remember being uh, played quite a bit sure. um, in the living room of my house uh, off the old record player. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, this is Moon River by Andy Williams on Three Song Stories, Biography Through Music. So where does that song take you, wow. Tommy? It's, it's, it's so amazing what music can do, how it can just transport you back into a date, a time, a, a place. It puts me right next to the fireplace in our house in Virginia, this beautiful red mantle. And I, I can just see the record turning on there and, and my dad's albums on the shelf. And uh, yeah, it, that, was, that was good times back then. Uh, life, so, was <laughs> life was simple. Life was simple. For, I, I have to mention, by the way, that um, as a kid who grew up listening to a lot of oldies, you know, even though I was growing up in the '80s, uh, that kind of music has a similar effect for me. Um, it it kind of drags me back <laughs> into the past. Speaking of, what's the what's the earliest song that you remember really affecting the way you feel? Like you realize, kind of like, wow, this this has the ability to do that. <sighs> The, I can remember at the bus stop, um, a buddy of mine bringing a record to work or to school. I'm sorry. How did he bring a He – I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if in the class they had records and teachers were allowed to play. I don't Whatever it okay. was. But it, I remember seeing this this guy on the, on the album cover, um, spotlight on stage, his beautiful mane of hair. And he had this guitar that was the coolest looking guitar I've ever seen. And I, and I just thought to myself – I want to be that person one day. I want to be that person, and, and that album happened to be Frampton Comes Alive. Oh yeah! And if you if you seen the album, it's, it's him. Yeah. On, he's got that three pickup Les Paul, mm-hmm. that black Les mm-hmm. Paul. And I, from that point, I want to learn how to play guitar. I want a Les Paul. I want three pickup Les Paul. Yeah. I want my hair to look like him, which that never happened. Um, Did the rest of it? But I bought that album, yeah. and um, I remember listening to uh, "Do You Feel Like We Do," and um, just the. That song, the intricacies, this phrasing of how he plays guitar just drew me and made me want to be a musician at that point in life. Do you remember how old you were? Oh, I had roughly? to have been uh, 12 years old maybe. So there's a question that we ask um, sometimes or we've realized is, a, is like a good litmus. Is like the that adolescent version of you, mm-hmm. um, what would what would 12-year-old Tommy think if he saw – like you now, would he be kind of proud about? No, I think he would. Yeah. I, I really do. Now I've, I've, wow, I've never had a question asked sort of like that. And I'm just thinking to myself, I think, I think he would have said you did good. 
Yeah, I think you, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, you do have, I, you, I think I've seen that guitar, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah, that guitar. I still got, I still got a three pickup yeah. Les Paul. That was yeah. one, one of the first ones my dad You never bought. had the Frampton hair. No, no. <laughs> I had some long hair, but I never had that Frampton hair, okay. which, by the way, I, he was on a bucket list also. And I saw him a couple months ago with Lori. And, Very uh, nice. He has no hair now. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> time, time catches up to us all. Um, so, uh, you know, I mentioned, speaking of your guitar, I mentioned at the beginning of this that you are uh, a guitar expert. Um, well, I don't you're, know about You're a humble guy. You you're, you've been humble the, all of the time that I've known you, but you are really, really good. And obviously some of that skill um, comes from talent like we talked about earlier. There's, there's talent that you have that is not kind of the same for everybody, but also lots and lots and lots of practice is how you kind of bring it about. How long have you been playing guitar? Like, you, so you were twelve-ish, but did you buy? You didn't buy a guitar that day. No, no, not, not that day. Um, I was, I was twelve. I, I was actually um, playing trumpet at that time, um, middle school. Um, I, I don't even know why or how. I know I don't think I was pushed by my dad, being that he was a saxophone player, to get into like a, a brass type of instrument. It was just something that I just thought was cool at the time, I guess. Um, my my brother now, when he was at home, had an old guitar. It was back in the mm-hmm. late 60s. And I would sneak in his room when he was gone and just pluck away at it just to, you know, it didn't really interest me a whole lot at that time. Um, but probably a year, um, I was probably about 15 years old. I think my dad bought me a Fender. I, I think it was a like an old Jaguar or something like mm-hmm. that. It was a Fender guitar. Um, and, and I just started teaching myself basically at that point. Did the did the experience with trumpet help you to kind of learn faster because you had music already? Yeah, because I was able theory? to read music, um, right. and I kind of knew how. Yeah, at free, at, yeah, I, I knew how the notes go together, and you know, trumpet you play it totally different from a chording of a mm-hmm. guitar or whatever. Um, but yeah, it taught me a little about the, the music theory and and so forth, and. Yeah, and it just um, it felt good. I mean, after that first, I think you can think back that first week of your yeah. fingers bleeding from the yep. metal, you know, the steel strings. Your wrist feels like it's going to fall off. Oh, oh yeah. miserable feeling! But after you get over that, that you know, week two week home, you start getting those calluses. Um, yeah, I, I felt that that was the instrument that was meant for me to play. Um, did that get folded? Did you playing at home? Did that ever get folded into you know your parents? Did you guys ever play together? No, actually, that never happened. But um, a little later on, um, when I was into garage bands, mm-hmm. um, this is you know, seventeen, eighteen years old. My dad actually wanted to become a manager. And wanted me to get into a band, and he wanted to be our manager. And I think he had these grandiose visions of me touring and breaking in millions of dollars sure. or something. So it's just kind of funny that he came from this jazz background, but he recognized that hey, rock was the prominent music of the '80s. That's my main um, genre yeah. of music growing up is the '80s hair bands and mm-hmm. and that type of music. It's just kind of funny that he wanted to be a rock manager, rock band manager. If I if when you hear the term hair band, what are the first three bands you think of? Oh. Poison, yeah. Motley Crue, yeah. Um, then oh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, I guess Bon Jovi, I guess bon Jovi was kind yeah. of a hair band yeah. back then, mm-hmm. all right? Um, all right. So your your daughter Ryan mm-hmm. is married to uh, Josiah Ravish, mm-hmm. who used to front the band We the Culprits. Yes, um, they were local here in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. They kind of wrapped up their their run, and they've they've moved to other climbs now. The, the different members. I was actually there the night that they played their farewell set at Cool Hand Luke's, mm-hmm. 
And um, I was wondering, do, do you think um, be, you being so into music and being into stage performance, uh, do you think that had an influence on Ryan, on the things that she looked for in a guy? You know, her husband is a rock star. Or, I mean, when they met, he was a rock star. They would walk. Oh, he is. They would come into, yeah. a, you know, a room and people would freak out. <laughs> Josiah. Let me tell you what. He is the greatest son-in-law that anybody could ever have. And yeah. I'm not just saying that, but he, he is. Um, just a little side story. Just kind sure. of funny. When he was 12 years old, um, you know, he was young, um, but we all went to First Assembly of God at the time. Mm-hmm. And he came over as a little kid doing the Christmas special and all the kids come in and, and he stood right in front of me and my wife and he, we knew what kind of family background he came from. Mm-hmm. We actually, my wife actually told him, one day you're going to marry one of my daughters. I don't care which one it is. <laughs> this one he was like 12 years old. So let me just set that up. So, um, Actually, in youth, in, in First Assembly of God, I actually played guitar with Josiah when he was in middle school. Wow. And he'll actually tell you that I was his, I was his influence to mm-hmm. learn him playing guitar. Mm-hmm. So um, this all just came full circle. So here he is, you know, um, talented musician, singer um, in this band. So I think the whole tie-in of, of me playing with him when he was younger and Ryan, my daughter, mm-hmm. seeing that and knowing him through our early interactions of playing together, um, kind of brought that all together also at the end. Because originally they didn't, uh, she didn't like him, but he liked her, I think, is what the story is. <laughs> okay. Um, and do you think uh, um, Taylor has a similar bent? Uh, Taylor likes music, but um, she is totally t- the total opposite of Ryan. Um, it's going to take a very special person for her to marry. Um she is not as much into music as Ryan is. Okay. Um, are, do you see any um, the inklings of musical aspirations in your grandchildren? Especially, I mean, your grandson is is older, so I think so. Um, he is. I remember him when he was just crawling. He'd always come up if somebody's playing guitar. You know, I'm not sure it was just the sound, but he'd always come up and just want to start strumming it and just you know playing with it. He does have a little drum set right now, yeah. so he's starting to get into that. But um, I'm hoping with um, with his dad's uh, DNA in him, he's going to hopefully uh, follow in his and his mother's sets. DNA, Thomas, and and his mother. But his mother never started playing an instrument. Right. We tried to get her to play saxophone, and that, that didn't last very long. She was younger. <laughs> So uh, I, I just think she just hasn't put any effort into it. But I think, I think that DNA is in her. Okay. All right. I want to hear your second song. Um, what did you bring us for your second song? All right. So the second song was um, – I was really torn between this because I, I wanted to pick something that – one of the uh, turning points of my life is when I moved from Virginia down to Florida. Um, and it, was, it was really hard. It was one of the hardest times in my life. I was 14 years old. Um, I grew up in a very small town in Virginia. Everybody knew each other. Mm-hmm. I had the same group of friends for forever. You know, I thought, you know, these are friends I'm going to grow up, grow old together, get married together, and go to each other's weddings. So here I am, 14, just started high school, and my mom and dad decided to move to Florida. What did so, they move? What did they move for? Um, well, my dad, um, God bless him, uh, he he did a long career in the Navy, 20 plus years. Um, he served his local community in Virginia as a cop. Um, for many years after he retired from the military, and he just wanted the the warmth, get away from the snow. Um, so <laughs> we were big into camping. We had a fifth uh, one of those fifth wheel trailers, uh, so we brought that down. And for the first year when we moved here, I lived in a campground on Fort Myers Beach. Wow. And of course, campgrounds you can envision it. There's not a whole lot of kids there. 
Um, so here I was in a campground for a year, new school, had to make new friends, which took a while because there was no kids around me. I just at school. I had a lot of time to play music in that, in that camper. Um, and one of my, my, probably my biggest influence on me as a band was Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Page's guitar, his, um, arrangements, um, Robert Plant's vocals, um, Houses of the Holy was my favorite album at the time. And I just played that thing from front, the first song to, to the last song, over and over again. And the song remains the same as my my second song, um, just uh, just because of the uh, being. I wanted to be Jimmy Page. I wanted to play guitar like Jimmy Page, and the different arrangements of that song, how it takes you from this into this, and and this is the different levels the song brings you through. And I just related that to the time of my life when I was sad, but also this music made me very happy. So it just uh, kind of brings it all together from that time. All right, let's hear it. This is uh, Song Remains the Same by Led Zeppelin on Three Song Stories. You you kind of use that as a coping mechanism, music as a whole as a coping mechanism in this transitionary period when you lived uh, on Fort Myers Beach. that's, That's all I did. I listened to music. Continue. I, I got home from school, and that's all I did. I put my albums on. I put my earphones on. So, of course, it, yeah. not too much room there to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my outlet. Um, was definitely music, and um, I was I was big into Led Zeppelin at the mm-hmm. time. Well, listening to that, uh, it becomes pretty apparent that that story about uh, in a poll. People were pulled to pick their four musicians for like the perfect super group and they independently picked the four members of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> they just recreated them. Um, so, OK. So you, you, you came to Fort Myers um, and you mentioned uh, your father was a police officer. Correct. Right? And mm-hmm. he was also a musician mm-hmm. and you are a police officer and, and a musician. You've been on the force for 25 years. Yes. Um how did you was it was it just legacy like your dad was so you did or was there did you nah, get into you know it? I, I I can't say it was legacy at the time uh, we first came down I graduated from Cape Coral High School um, my first job out of high school was with a restaurant um, here in town I was actually there for ten years I I started out as a busboy um, it was a corporate restaurant they went they sent me to a manager training and I was a I was a manager for the last I think seven years um, I was there um, while my dad. Um, well, he had, he had grand, he had he had a vision of coming to Florida, and retiring, mm-hmm. and uh, working at a marina because he loved boats and just taking it. But I guess that didn't work out money wise. So he actually joined the sheriff's office here. Um, so he's back on the police force as I'm working in the restaurant business, and uh, he uh, he always wanted me to apply. Um, hey, get in, you know, do this. It's good retirement. And nah, Dad, I'm restaurant business is kind of fun doing this. Well, after ten years in restaurant business, it, it wasn't fun. Um, my dad, um, he passed away in '92 um, while I was still in the restaurant, and uh, at that time I was getting burned out. Um, and I decided a year after he passed away, I'm going to do what my dad always wanted me to do, and I'm going to give us a shot. Um, and that's when I, I joined the sheriff's office at that time. So um, music and rock music in particular has a fairly anti-authoritarian bent to it, rock, punk, um, alternative. Are a lot of people surprised to find out Colonel Tom plays like rock guitar? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's so funny that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I, I think I call it an alter ego. Um, and I, so if some of the music, if people knew some of the music I listened to, they say, what in the world? Because I, I love screamo bands. Um, I go to concerts with my daughter and my son-in-law. What is a, what is a screamo band that you and Josiah uh, and Ryan 
Share oh, under oath. Okay. That's the that's that's yeah. that's my favorite band. So okay. much energy and so much fun. Um, been, I saw them five times in concert. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just I think everybody needs that outlet. Everybody needs. I think mm. everybody has that inside them that, mm-hmm. that uh, maybe anti-authoritism, but um, and I think music is just my outlet of, of that. Um, and of course, it depends on what type of mood you're in too, of what kind of music. It, and that's what the that's what music's great for. Whatever emotions you're feeling inside, you can find a genre of music to help express and help you feel better. And if you're angry, you know the aggressive music or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or if you're feeling you know chill, and there's jazz music or whatever. That's that's the greatest yeah. uh, attribute of music. And maybe that much more when you're playing it, like even, uh, even of course, more, you know? of course. Right. So not to age you too much, um, <laughs> but you lived through, let's say, um, several eras of mm-hmm. media, of music media, mm-hmm. um, cassettes, mm-hmm. sure, eight track. Oh, I had eight tracks. Yeah. Yes, forty fives record. Oh, 40, oh okay. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So all all of these listed, mm-hmm. but um, we're gonna we're gonna stick with cassettes. <laughs> Did you ever make a mixtape for anybody? Um. I I made mixtapes for myself. Okay. I can't recall if I made it for anybody else, but yes, I definitely made mixtapes. And um, would you like? Were they? Would you take a bunch of albums that you had and make like a super album, or would you record like off the radio? I would record off the radio. I think uh, what was it? Uh, Casey Kasem's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that was the big radio. Th- you know, the t- playing the hits on the weekends or whatever that was, and I would do uh, get my recordings from that show. Okay. Uh, do you still? Um, <laughs> do you still look for new music? Nowadays, I do, yeah, and I th- and I think uh, the 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 way I get new music ideas are probably from other musicians I hang around, mm-hmm. like in church or, yeah. or people at work. Hey, check this yeah. band out. Or the whatever. band at Next Level is pretty young. Yes, right. They're you know, <laughs> yes, they're twenty-ish age bracket, Correct. all of them, and mm-hmm. so they all are have their fingers on the pulse of music. Yes, yeah. and and I and, and that's I I think I consider myself still trapped in that little kid's body because I still – I love the new music that's out there nowadays. Yeah. Um, so then what what other bands or artists uh, do you try to hook other people on? You oh. Know, like who, who do you proselytize to – Well, like, I'll tell you what. Organs. After I saw the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago, um, their opening band um, blew me away. Who opened? Uh, the Struts. Hmm. Um, they're a band out of England um, and – I personally did not want, you know, usually an opening band, you want to you know, get off the stage, just get the headliner on there, um, stop wasting my time. But this band, I wanted to hear more. Um, I heard of them, didn't hear their music, um, and it just blew me away. I think I've told at least 20 people, hey, you got to check out this band. Go get this band. I've downloaded their albums. Um, and it's a little throwback um, if you ever get a chance to listen to them. They're, How would you describe it? Yeah. Uh, English. Um, the the singer, I think his name is Luke Spiller, uh, kind of reminds me, looks a lot like Freddie Mercury. And mm-hmm. his voice is very strong, like a Freddie Mercury voice. Um, but more of a uh, more of like a jet style of a, just a okay. classic type of rock sound. And, and uh, yeah, great. So maybe great like 50s lyrics. rock and roll, but with like a big, bold vocalist. Correct. Like, Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Oh, please do. Um, all right. So, is there a is there a popular song, uh, current or old, whichever, that you avoid like the plague, and and why? Is there like is there a song you just like I don't? You can't. Yeah. Um, and but popular, a big one. Yes, this, and this is very hypocritical <laughs> hypocritical of me because. Anybody that knows me knows that my favorite band ever is Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. um, but I cannot stand to hear Stairway to Heaven. 
Is that a good guitar store joke? Um, <laughs> no, but it was on. That was a what was yeah. that? Um, uh, it's Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Yeah, that's right. Not allowed to play. Yeah, they've no, heard it. Just, that, take, just taking that out of the picture. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking of that. Um, of course, that's one of the first songs I learned how to play. And everybody, I think everybody knows how to play that. <laughs> I think. I think I've played it so many times that I just don't want to hear that yeah. song. By the way, anymore. that's a real thing. If you go into a guitar store and you start to play it, there's a 50% plus chance that the people are going to be, please, please. <laughs> See, so I'm not yeah. – there's, there's other people in that boat then. Yeah, there's the whole world. Okay. It is a good song. <laughs> but, oh, great but, song. It's okay. one of the classics. That's fair. Um, all right. So your, uh, your last song then uh, that you brought, mm-hmm. the third song, what are, what are we going to hear? You know, music uh, – a lot of times it brings back sad memories. Um, I, I think I uh, alluded earlier that my dad passed away in 92. Um, he battled uh, lung cancer probably mm-hmm. for the last year of his life. Um, my dad was one of those guys that um, I looked up to. Um, he was um, a cop's cop. He was a man's man. Um, just brought me up right and taught me right from wrong. And he was well-respected by everybody he came in contact to. Um, and it just seemed like when he was battling cancer and if, and I'm not sure if you have Richard or, or there's people out there that are listening to this that have family members or, and friends that have gone through this journey with, with the battling cancer, but it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like during those down times, um, whenever I'd listen to the radio and it, it, it I'm telling you two, three times a week, just listening to FM radio, a certain song would come on as I was feeling these emotions um, and I just don't know if it's a coincidence because I don't hear the song that often any, any other time in my life except during this period of hmm. six months and that was Elton John's um, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Um, and so that just kind of brings me back to that time of just a lot of praying, a lot of, um, you know, just seeking out in my heart, you know, what's going to happen, you know, if this doesn't turn out the way I want it to turn out. Um, and you know, luckily he, you know, he passed away without um, too much pain, battling too much of it. But um, so that just brings me, back, brings me back to that time of of that dealing with that roller coaster ride of my dad being um, being sick. And okay. um, yeah, this is goodbye, Yellow Brick Road by Elton John on Three Song Stories. Is is hearing that now? I imagine you don't listen to that song very often. No, and that's, that's the funny thing. There's certain songs that. Even though I'm well past, you know, the, the, yeah. the initial, um, you know, passing and everything, but uh, there's some songs that are hard to listen to. They always bring a little tear to your eye, but you know, that's it's still on my, one of my playlists. That I always listen to this song. Sure, and I imagine that that after time it reminds you of him, of course, instead of just of course. Just mm-hmm. um, did you did you find it hard picking picking three songs, selecting? I mean, you you have a lot of music in your life. There is, and and, and I think. Um, just to pick out those defining moments of, and you, and you remember those moments. The the and, and unfortunately, a lot of it's the sad times in your life too that sure. you depend on music to to bring you up. Um, so it some of the defining, of course, besides getting married and the birth of my kids, um, probably the 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 events of my life that impacted me, where I felt true emotion that I needed music as an outlet was the time of my dad being sick and, and yeah. the time when, of, of the relocation of, you know, down here to Florida and starting over again. So um, which song almost made made that cut then? You had a, you had a couple I know yes. we had chatted about. Yes. Um, 
let's go back to that time where I told you I saw that album cover with Peter Frampton, Frampton Comes Alive, yeah. and, and um, Do You Feel Like We Do? Yeah. Um, that was probably the first time hearing a guitar, seeing a guitar that made me want to say that's that's the instrument of my choice. Yeah. So that that was maybe the number mm-hmm. two song I was mm-hmm. going to pick. Um, and then another one was um, Eruption by mm-hmm. Van Halen because mm-hmm. um, I think as a, as a guitar player, when that came out in like – I think it was a 78. Yeah. Nobody, nobody played guitar like that. I mean, it, and it's like, what? Who is this guy? What? How is he doing that? Yeah. Um, so, and I think eruption made me want to take that instrument and do things with that instrument that people haven't done before, and just go a whole different direction of the blues of of the traditional stuff, and just play this mind-boggling, you know, staccato and, you know, mm-hmm. arpeggios and all kinds of stuff. It was so much fun with that song. Uh, did you ever own – I knew. I know you bought the Frampton Les Paul. Did you ever buy any of the Van Halen or or Van Halen-esque guitar? <laughs> not the flying not yet. Or... Not yet. Okay, not uh, yet. You're going to buy a double Once neck? in a while on um, – you know what? Yeah. I, I, uh, Gibson SG Double Neck because of Jimmy Page. Yeah. Is, uh, it's not, that's on my bucket guitar list to buy. Okay. And you know, once in a while you'll see one of these Frankenstein, Eddie Van Halen striped um, copycats on Craigslist. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it would be kind of cool to pick up one time. So not yet, but okay. that, that might be in the future. All right. <laughs> I, I'm kind of running out of room in, in the room where I have my guitars right now. So I'm not sure if Lori's going to uh, <laughs> appreciate anything else. Um, can, you, can you recommend – a band that you're into that you think most listeners to this show might not have ever heard of? Hmm. Wow. Well, I'm just going back to what I said here about the, the struts. The struts, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm telling you what, if, if you listen to this band, um, I think it's going to be – if you're into rock and roll, this is going to be one of your top bands. That's cool. If you could play any one song – on stage with the original band, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. in in front oh. of in front of the whole world, wow. in front of everybody. Wow, you picked the song. Oh my goodness, that is <sighs> wow. Okay, just give me a second here. This is this is big. This is big. Um, it would have to be with Led Zeppelin. The members of Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. the remaining – I'm trying to think of what song would be the song that I would want to play. Not Stairway to Heaven. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Ramble On. That's a good song. Ramble yeah. On. I think that would be – that's that would be the fun song to play with them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Um, and if you're out there and you've not heard that song, that's when this ends, you should go listen to Ramble On. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Do you have any final thoughts? Wow. Um, well, first of all, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity uh, to do this. Thanks um, for coming. It was coming so much in. fun. Yeah. This was a blast. And um, I had no idea what it was going to be like, of course, until I, I came in here. But um, everybody here has been great. Um, no, I just um, – like I said before, I think just music um, as a whole is just a God's gift of of life, of of transforming a person, of of bringing transporting a person. Um, it's just so much what music does, um, and I just wish I know people that don't like music, and I say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I just um, it makes me happy to be able to share um, 
my views of music and what influenced me with the, at the with another musician like you that I respect um, dearly. Well, thank you, Tommy. Of course. Uh, I want to thank my guest, uh, Colonel Tom Eberhardt. Uh, he has a 25-year career here in Fort Myers with the Lee County Sheriff's Office, and he is a one-time bandmate of mine and a longtime friend. Thanks so much for being here, Tommy. And we're still kind of bandmates because you do we're, sound Yeah, still, we're still so, bandmates and, in a way. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Richard. In an old city bar. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers. The show's produced, directed, and co-created by Mike Canary. Tara Calligan and Anna Bejarano are our online content producers. Chris Duffus is our executive producer. Our theme music was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. Before we play our parting tune this week, I want to put out a challenge to our listeners. What's your best song story? If you've got one that you'd like to tell, just record it on your phone and email it to mysongstory at wgcu.org. We'll pick some of our favorites and start using them as parting tunes at some point down the road. This week, my parting tune is Old City Bar by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. A big departure from their virtuoso, wailing, triple electric guitars and operatic vocals, this is a low blues tale about being home at Christmas. We often ask guests about the first song to move them, and while this isn't the first song to move me, it is the most reliable to cut through me emotionally. Maybe it's down to me being overly sentimental, but I have, to date, never listened to this song in its entirety without tearing up. It takes me back to the end of high school, when I was at the precipice of walking out to a whole different world, and I realized how fortunate I was to have a home to come back to any time that I needed it. And I thought long and hard about those who didn't. I'm Richard Chinqui. Keep listening. A lovely woman, fish fan, comes over. And literally starts grabbing my stomach (laughs) and physically accosting me in her own kind, spiritual, oh, I love babies. And and clearly she was ready. She was ready for the show.